Welcome back to Entertainment Talk. Today I'm here to do another TV season review. This is going to be for the Apple TV Plus anthology per episode show called Raw. Or Raw. Uh, I'm your host Matthew and uh, yeah, let's talk about this first season of this TV show. Um, again, it's on Apple TV Plus. And it's got eight episodes. Um, and all of these stories are about women. They're all female-led uh, episodes. They do have... There is men in some of the episodes. But they are female-driven stories. So, yeah, it's not supposed to be spelt R-A-W, which is like a raw piece of food or something. It's um, R-O-A-W, so like, you know, I'm a woman, hear me raw kind of thing. Um, and I really liked it. I really liked it a lot. Overall, I would give this a must-see rating, and I would give this a 9 out of 10. However, because obviously you're dealing with anthology per episode, and you've not got a continuing story, some of your episodes are going to not be as good as some of your other ones. But then that's going to mean that some of your episodes are going to stand out quite a lot, because you're jumping from story to story, from character to character, from you know episode to episode but overall i think this is a very very good package of episodes i thought with some of these episodes were quite impactful some of them i learned some things and overall um yeah i very much enjoyed going through this um the episodes are only between like 30 to 35 minutes which is which is fine for the length um and it's pretty good. It's a pretty, really good show. Um, I would definitely tune in for a second season if Apple wants to do another season of these uh, in an anthology type of thing. Um, you'd obviously have to come up with eight new stories, but I would certainly tune in for another season. So, yeah, great stuff. Really, really enjoyed going through these. Um, I spoke about episode one recently on Geek Town. But uh, let's just go through the titles of some of these episodes. I'm going to go into spoilers and what, what I'm going to do, I'm going to go through my general opinion in the first half of this podcast. And then in the second half, I'm going to just go through go through each episode and pick out little spoilery things and further discussion points. Um, which I can't really do like spoilers per each episode, so I'm just going to do the whole thing. So if you want to keep listening in the spoiler section... I would recommend that you watch each episode, such as I did. Um, but uh, you've got episode one, which is called The Woman Who Disappeared. Uh, episode two is The Woman Who Ate Photographs. Um, I should probably say who's in these episodes, uh, actually. So episode one is Issa Rae. Uh, episode two is Nicole Kidman, that's the photographs episode then you got betty betty gilpin um the woman who uh was kept on a shelf episode three uh cynthia irivo um the woman who found bite marks on her skin episode five the woman who uh was fed <clears throat> by a duck that's uh merritt weaver uh, episode six is the woman who solved her own murder that's alison brie Episode 7 is a woman who returned her husband. Uh, that is Mira Shile, I think is how you say her name. And then episode 8 is the girl who loved horses. That is uh, Fivel Stewart. And there's actually, there's actually two 
sort of lead women in that the other one is Kara um Hayward so just in terms of which episodes I liked which episodes I didn't um episode one so the woman who disappeared I thought that was a great episode episode two I think is the worst one here that's the woman who ate photographs um and I can talk spoiler free as to why I did and didn't like some of them um episode three the woman who sat on a shelf I thought that was a good episode um, episode 4, the woman um, who found bite marks on her skin, I thought that was a good episode. Episode 5, the woman who um, was fed by a duck, I thought that was a great episode. Um, woman who sold her own murder, episode 6, I thought that was a great episode. Episode 7, the woman who returned her husband, I thought that was good, not as good as some of the other ones. And then episode 8, I'm a bit torn on episode 8, I did like some parts of it. Um, I guess overall I like that episode, but so I would say as a pa- as an overall package, there's only one bad episode in there, and obviously when I'm reviewing TV show TV shows and you've got a set of episodes that make up a season, usually in an ongoing story, um, you have to look at something like this a bit differently if it's anthology per episode, because anthology per season you can still look at a show like that as a whole season and judge it that way like an American Horror Story type of season so yeah there's really only one bad episode there's episodes that impacted me more than the other ones um my favourite episode here um my favourite episode here I did like the Merit Weaver one that's the duck episode I really liked um my favorite two I think are the Merritt Weaver and the Alison Brie one. So the Merritt Weaver one is the one uh with the duck. And then the sixth episode which is Alison Brie solving her own murder. Uh those are the ones that like stand out to me. The first episode I think is impactful and important and everything. Um ends on a bit of an odd inconclusive-ish kind of note that was just in my opinion because some of the the, some of these types of episodes with anthology shows because inside number nine kind of does does this as well sometimes episodes that are anthology based will give you a clear sort of this is what happened at the end and other episodes will give you a kind of here's what we're gonna show you we're not gonna give you a deliberate cliffhanger but there's a few things that could happen. Which one do you think happened? So your own interpretation. Sometimes that's good. Sometimes that's bad. That was the only kind of sticking point in the first episode. I, I thought it was a great episode itself. Just the ending. I thought okay you've told me something. And you've given a pathway. A possible couple of pathways. But I'm not sure exactly what you're trying to get me to think. You know. Um, But yeah. You know if I enjoyed basically seven out of eight episodes that's a musty tv show for me um with a probably with a nine out of ten rating again some of the other episodes were a bit weaker and a bit stronger than others but episode two is the one that sticks out the reason episode two sticks out to me is being like an, i actually think that's a bad episode not not even just oh it's a good bunch that's the weakest of the bunch i actually think episode two is kind of a bad episode maybe it's because i missed the point that's entirely possible. I will accept that if that's the case. But episode two, I feel like was trying to tell me something, but then it wasn't telling me why. Like I got the point of what it was trying to tell me. 
Um, she was eating photographs for, for a specific reason. I'll talk about that reason in the spoiler section. And I was like, okay, she's eating photographs to do to do this thing. And you're trying to tell me a story through that, but where it went, I was like, okay, I I understand the story here, but it wasn't good. Um, and the credits came up, and I was just left with a really flat sort of, oh, okay, like I understood what you were trying to tell me, but why were you trying to tell me that? What was the what was the purpose? What was the point? Um. Yeah, but that, like, because I've just obviously said, said this is anthology. For those of you that haven't seen this, I wouldn't necessarily say skip any of these episodes. Because you might watch episode two and you might think, oh, that was what it was going for. And you might get a different thing from me, from what I did out of the episode. And if you did, let me know what that is and that's, that's great and everything. I just didn't understand. You're telling me this story. I understand what it is, but why are you telling me the story? And... Okay, it led to a certain point, but I didn't get what the point was. So, yeah. I also think just in terms of... Because each of these episodes are trying to give you a theme. And trying to give you a sort of... Because all these episodes are about things that kind of... From my perspective, obviously I'm a guy. um, From my perspective... This was trying to say like... Okay, these eight different things... Are to do, not things that can happen to women because some of these things are like you know not real things that would happen, um, like things that can't happen in the real world. But there's themes within them that are trying to tell you like these eight different things have themes and women go through these things because it's a female-driven series, which is why it's called Raw. You know, I'm a female. Hear me raw. Um, that was what I understood from it anyway. Uh, like literally from the from the opening credits when you get the like the, the theme tune and stuff and from the main picture of the series it's a open mouth with teeth that is presumably roaring i'm a woman hear me roar kind of thing um so yeah i i liked that it was trying to tell me different things and like within each episode because it's not always blatantly obvious certainly not from the title cuz what what I like about this series as well, it's sort of okay. Here's your main actress, so it's either a um you know Nicole Kidman or it's Merritt Weaver or it's Alison Brie or one of the other ones. Um, here is a weird thing that's happening to these women, or a weird thing that one of the women is choosing to do. Um, so it gives you a bit of a mystery kind of thing as to why is this woman deciding to do this or why is this thing happening to a woman but then within those things and once when those things are happening in the episodes it's trying to get you to look for okay what does this mean in terms of a particular thing that women go through or more than one thing maybe um so i i quite liked the, the sort of double aspect because I was looking out for the two things which is okay you've got the story set up um the woman who did something or the woman who had something happen to her okay what's the story with that and then what kind of female driven message or theme are you trying to tell me through that story again through things that can't happen to people because they're not real 
Um, so I, I really liked that aspect, and I've been saying for a while, um, that, you know, as a, uh, bisexual white guy, that I am looking, not deliberately looking, but I am, let's say, more interested in stories about diverse characters, and, you know, you've got, um, women of colour in this series, you've got black women, you've got white women as well, so you've got all different types of women, uh, there's even an episode about, um, an Indian woman um that's episode seven uh so you've got like some differences going on there because i want to continue to be told stories about well people and characters who are different to me and this very much uh, i don't like the phrase tick the box um so i'll use a different phrase that very much gave me that essentially of like hey here's a not deliberately for me obviously the series wasn't made for me but it was a way of me looking at a series and thinking okay I've been looking for this particular thing within media and within entertainment here is a series that literally is about people that are opposite to me and I like that so it fit that bill pretty well it it, it did that job quite well and I very much appreciate that so um there we go um but uh yeah, I think that's mostly what I can say spoiler-free about stuff. I recommend the series. I'll give it a must-see rating, Apple TV+. Plus, uh, eight different episodes. They've all got the different titles and stuff. Um, yeah, it's interesting going through the episodes because they're all titled The Woman Who, The Woman Who, The Woman Who. It says that all the way up to episode eight where it says The Girl Who. Um... Because I think she, I think the the two girls in the eighth episode are younger than all of the other characters. I think so. I thought that was a bit interesting, a bit different. So there we go. Um, that's basically what I can say, spoiler free. Um, I liked most of the episodes here. One bad episode. Um, I guess what I'll do when I when I jump to the spoiler section in a minute, I will talk. I'll go straight to episode two to kind of get that one out of the way and talk about what I didn't get and everything. So I'll do that. Anyway, let's take a quick little break. Um, might as well do some housekeeping. So we'll do that. And then I will, if you haven't seen the series, I will warn you as to when you need to leave the podcast in a polite way. Um, and then I'll get into spoilers. But I'll let you know when that's happening. Don't worry. Stay tuned. And I'll see you in a minute. Oh, by the way, um, I just, because uh, I'm kind of interjecting here, I'm going to have to edit this episode a little bit differently. Um... There's something I wanted to point out, actually. And this is something I can do also spoiler-free. Actually, what I was going to mention which episode it happens in, but I'm not going to do that. There's a particular episode that's really, really interesting for a particular reason. Now, I'm going to leave it as a mystery as to which one I'm talking about. But one of these episodes... Now, I, I applaud the show for doing this. Because it was, in my opinion, it was brave. But in one of the episodes, I was sitting there and I was watching it, trying to, you know, analyse it and enjoy the episode, all that kind of stuff. And I was thinking, are you going where I think you're going? And then a particular scene happened and I thought, oh no, you're not going there. That's fine that you're not going there. But I thought that you were. And then about five minutes passed in the episode... And then they brought up a particular thing again. And I thought, wait a minute. 
you are going there, aren't you? And then the episode went there. And I was... Not shocked because I was anticipating it. But I was still kind of like, wow, that's bold. That's pr- that's pretty brave. Um, but in like the best possible... In like the best possible way. And then a thing happened in the episode. Again, I'm being very vague. I'm not even telling you which episode this is in. A thing happened in an episode. And I was like... Wow. Alright. You went there. Fair, fair play. Fair play. Because the thing that they do in one of the episodes... And I will mention this in the spoiler section. Don't worry. A thing that they do in one of the episodes... I was like... Okay, if you play this out in the wrong way... This will seem completely wrong. And what they did in the episode shouldn't have worked. Because it is a bit of a strange thing. But then they did the thing. They prepared the scene itself a bit more. And I thought... Okay, I think you're going where I think... Where I thought you were going before. You are actually going there now. And then it did it. The episode did the thing. And I was like, well... I I applaud you for being... Being brave. Because a lot of people... Would look at that particular thing in an episode and be like, "What the hell am I witnessing?" They'd be actually swearing, but like, "What the hell am I witnessing? This is rubbish. I'll switch it off." Da 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 da. And if you have that reaction, that's fine. That's up to you to have that reaction. But it was the way that the scene set itself up, and it was written relative uh, pretty well as well. And this is something I don't think I've ever seen a TV show do before. Um, certainly not within the specifics of the scene. Um, but I thought it was brave, I thought it was bold. And I applaud the show for for doing that, because... Uh, you you can't do that on network TV. (laughs) You can't do that on network TV. Um, yeah. Maybe you can with certain workarounds, but... No. If if you're going, um... With a lower rating, you can't really do that. So... Yeah. Um, anyway, (laughs) there we go. (laughs) But, uh, good stuff. Good stuff. Um, nice one. Alright, that's it for that. Let's take a break, housekeeping, and then I'll get into spoilers. Hi there, and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links. The first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra you can find the link to our amazon affiliate link in your show notes the second affiliate link for today is our kualu affiliate link if you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice you can simply sign up with kualu using the link in the show notes they also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well so if you need help with getting set up kualu will be able to help you with that as well the links for both of these can be found in your show notes for kualu and the amazon affiliate link If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. 
You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month, so one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film, we'll just watch that film and we will review that for you on that month. And then when it gets to the next month, you can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice. That's $3 level tier. That does also of course include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well. Thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. Alright, so recently on Entertainment Talk there was another game today, well, Saturday, uh, which was for Man United and Arsenal. We unfortunately lost 3-1 to Arsenal. Quite an unlucky game actually, one of the more unlucky defeats that we've had as opposed to just being thrashed 4-0 by Liverpool. Um, the team actually tried this time, which was which was better. It was a... It was a better defeat, if you want to call it that. But uh, 3-1 to Arsenal. Uh, it's not looking good for the rest of our season. But the next game is against Chelsea, which is also going to be difficult. Uh, but there are only four games left in the season. And we'll see where Man United can end up finishing this season. Uh, so that's for the United cast. Over on the other reviews that I've done recently. Uh, one is for the uh, must-play review for the Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga collection. Um, really, really, excuse me, really, really enjoyed uh, playing through those nine episodes, that contains the nine episodes for the Skywalker Saga, so it doesn't have like Mandalorian, or actually you can get Mandalorian on the game, but it doesn't have the episodes from that, and it doesn't have Solo or Rogue One, but it has the main the main line of the nine films. Really, really enjoyed that. A uh, big credit to TT Games for doing that game, so I really, really enjoyed that. Over on the other United cast episode, I talked about the appointment of Eric Ten Hag. He's going to be the new Manchester United manager. That doesn't mean that Ralph Ragnick, the current manager, is sacked. Ralph Ragnick is, of course, going to be moving upstairs into a consultancy role. Um, and Eric Ten Hag is going to be the new manager from next season. It'd be good if he could get in now, but he can't do that because he's working for Ajax. So we'll look forward to that next season. Uh, me and David uh, started again, well, not started again, uh, returned to our coverage uh, for Better Call Soul, it came back for its um, sixth and final season, uh, with episodes one and two for season six. So we returned to that to cover those episodes. So that was very very good. Uh, I did another DC t- DC uh, talk episode. This one was called "What Should Warner Brothers Do with the Flash Film?" in regards to Ezra Miller and what they have been uh, getting up to and whatnot. Um, so you know, recastings obviously are probably an ne- inevitability. But what can they do with the fact that Ezra Miller, the person that they've got in the film, has been causing trouble, um, which is a simple way to put it. Uh, so what do you do about the fact that you've got a 200 plus million dollar film with the footage of them in the film? What, what do you do about that? So anyway, a bit of a complicated situation over there. Of course, they're going to also have to deal with the Amber Heard situation, but that's another story for another time. Uh, over on the other United cast episodes, we lost 4-0 to Liverpool. That was the game where we definitely didn't try. So we got that that episode. Um, over on the uh, other talk stuff that we got going on, uh, Nikki Rapp returned to Entertainment Talk. Very, very good to have her back on the uh, website and everything, on the podcasts. Uh, it's been a while with, with myself and her, but we talked about uh, Psychonauts 2 and The Walking Dead. And some other stuff. If you're wondering who Nikki Rapp actually is. uh, She is a voice actress. And she has done work on Telltale's The Walking Dead. And on Psychonauts 2. She plays two characters. Both called Lily. And uh, one is called Lily on The Walking Dead. 
and one is called Lily on Psychonauts 2. Of course, she was in the first game as well. But uh, that is uh, the talk that I had with Nikki Rapp. Really, really good time I had with Nikki talking to her. Really, really good uh, episode with that. So you can listen to what me and her were talking about over there. Uh, speaking of American Horror Story, which I mentioned obviously another anthology show, I reviewed the part one, which is called Red Tide, for the 10th season of American Horror Story. That's over in the AHS cast. I uh, did an episode called How Video Games Can Evolve, looking at things like interactivity, animation, how good it feels to play a game, what different things games can do, um, all, all that kind of stuff. A long, long episode, getting into lots and lots of different things, so there was that episode. And that's pretty much what we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms. You can find us if you search for our name. Alright, if you've not seen the first season of Raw, hopefully there's going to be a second season, but for the moment, the first season, if you've not seen the first season of Raw, I'm going to recommend that you switch the podcast off now so you can mute it, pause it, if you're on the website, uh, press back, homepage, mute, pause, click on a different piece of content, if you're on a podcast player, play a different episode, play some music if you want, whatever, watch a YouTube video, um, or call a friend, whatever you need to do to switch the episode off. Um, because I'm going to get into spoilers now. Um, alright, so I said I was going to jump on the episode 2 thing first, but I was being very, very deliberately vague with the, uh, incident that happened. Of course, I was talking about episode 5. Was it episode 5? Yeah, the woman who feeds a duck. So, what I was talking about, and those of you that have seen the show, hopefully you have, because I'm in the spoiler section. They give you a hint with the bath scene as to, like, you know, she's feeling a bit lonely. She's got a bit of a failed love life. Uh, the duck themselves um, is talking about, like, your sister's just bombarding you. I think it was her, her sister. It's just bombarding you because she only wants to hear about your love life, all that kind of stuff. She's feeling down about it. She goes to this park. She gets talking to a duck. Uh, who somehow can talk to her as well, which we can hear, obviously, all of their um, dialogue. Um, And the duck starts saying things like, you know, do you want to get in the bath with me? And from that exact moment, I was thinking, okay, I don't know how it was going to work, but is the show implying something sexual is going to happen between these two? Because it was definitely leaning that way. Because it was trying to do a sort of... um, Like, you know, she doesn't think she's good. Um, He's, like, talking her up and saying that you're great and everything. <clears throat> and... You know, he's, he's, he's sweet-talking her and everything. I'm saying he because the, the voice was a, a, a male. Um... <clears throat> And then I thought, yeah, are you leading this up to some kind of sexual scene? But I don't even know what that would have been until they showed it later on. And then that's when they sort of set that up. And obviously they, they didn't do anything in that scene. Uh, you just see her get in a bath and then... You just kind of start thinking, because it cuts to the next morning. And you think, you had a you had a bath with a, with, with a duck um, last night. And you can tell that she's kind of thinking that. Like like throughout the episode. Up until things take a turn. You can see in her face she's kind of thinking like. I'm having this relationship. 
where I'm like opening up to this duck. And then they actually go to the scene. And it had been hinted at obviously with their sort of. I guess you'd call it sexual tension in, 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 in the bath scene. Again how do you do sexual tension with a duck? I guess that's how you do it. And then he's like pooed all over the flat. Because I guess that's what ducks would do if they're in that situation or, or, or whatever. Um, and then as soon as he said. Take your pants off. And lay down. He's like I want to make it up to you. I was like oh you're actually doing this. Like you're actually doing it. And then I thought about like, okay, which part of his body is he going to use? And then of course he goes, basically goes down on her. And she enjoys it a lot. And then you can see like a smug kind of look on her face the next morning. Um, And you you can see this look on her face and she's kind of like, okay, a duck managed to get me off yesterday. I'm assuming it's the next day. But she's kind of had this like. Ah screw it. She had a good time. You know. Neither of them got hurt from it. Um. So yeah. I, I've i never seen. A TV show or a film or a game. Do something like that before. Um. Interesting. Yeah. But. You know what? They set it up. They set up this like interesting sexual tension. And then the show went for it. And I, I applaud the show for being brave for doing that. Because instead of like teasing that element. And then just like not doing anything about it. They decided like no this is the pathway these characters are going down. So we're just going to do this. And some people would look at that and be like. Oh that's really stupid. You know. Um, why is she getting off with the dark and you know that that kind of stuff but they set the, they set it up in the episode okay you might think it's a little strange if you do think it's strange that's fine i suppose i mean it's not real you know but um of course that wouldn't really happen um because she wouldn't be able to talk to and reply to a duck um i mean you can go to your nearest pond and you can talk to ducks all you want but they're not going to talk back to you so that would never happen. Um, but again there's elements in all of these episodes. Where things wouldn't happen. So. Yeah. Um, but no I I kind of applaud the show for doing that. Because it was brave. And it could have completely derailed the episode. And it didn't in my opinion. Um, did I like enjoy it? Did I think it was like. Whatever. I wouldn't say I enjoyed the scene. I just thought it was brave and bold and interesting. And I applaud the show for doing. For, for going there. Because it was brave and it was bold. Because um, certain shows would like tease something like that. And then just not do anything with it. Obviously it depends what network or streaming service you're on. As to what you can do. But there you go. The show did it. So... Anyway, uh, let's jump to my, um, yeah, just my quick little thoughts on episode two, I suppose. Because um, I'm just going to quickly touch upon all these episodes and just talk about, you know, what I liked and what I didn't across them. So my issue with episode two 
So they're trying to do a thing where like, okay, her mum is getting older and memories are a thing. Um, and she's like, you know, uh, she's trying to, she, she's failing to remember things and that's upsetting the main character. And then she starts looking obviously through a um, photo album. And starts... She, she, I don't really understand the reason she actually started eating the photos though. Because she didn't she didn't know that she would start seeing the memories. And I get what they were going for. What they were going for was... She's getting older. Her mum is getting older. Well everybody gets older. But her mum is getting older. So is she. Their relationship is kind of drifting. And you're not going to be able to really create too many new memories i mean you can create new memories that she'll remember but her mum isn't going to unfortunately so how about if you start eating memories from the past so that she can remember stuff what would have actually made more sense is, is if the elderly woman was doing that so she could be like oh yeah i remember when i took you for ice cream or i took you for ballet dancing or, or whatever it would have possibly made a bit more sense to me if you did it with the other character. Because Nicole Kidman's character isn't the one that's forgetting the memories. It's the her, her mum. So why is she why do, why does she need to be getting flashbacks of things? And again, I, I know what they were going for, which is she's trying to, you know, she's not able to create really new memories with her mum because her mum won't remember them or will struggle to remember them. So she wants to remember the past. But why does she need to remember the past when she already can? As opposed to her mum who unfortunately can't. So it would have actually made more sense if you made the other character have that mechanic. Um, And then they just tack on this kind of like thing with the husband or whatever. Of like oh I fixed the drawers and stuff. And it's like why is this in the episode? So um, and then the ultimate result of like. She ends up playing Breath of the Wild on the Switch. Uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild. Which like. I'm sorry but. Ha- like if you're going for. If you're going for realism. Or, or some level of realism. And like you know. Hard hitting subjects which you are. Across these episodes. And this is something that does. I don't mention it too much. Because it, it seems like a bit of a nitpick. But in this particular scene. When you're going for something specific. Because um, I can notice a lot of times in TV shows if characters are picking up controllers and stuff, and if the controllers are actually on. It's just a thing I kind of notice. Has this old uh, elderly woman played on a Switch before? Because she's able to just pick that thing up and just like she holds it correctly, she just starts playing it. Um, and then like uh, the the son who's getting older and that is starting to explain like, like oh, this is through Link and Zelda is and stuff. And uh, just, yeah, it's just a bit of a mess of an episode to me. Um, you know, res- I respect the, the subject matter and everything, but that doesn't mean that you're going to automatically make a good episode of TV. Because I gen- I, as the episode was going through, I was like, okay, I get what you're trying to tell me, but where are you going with it? And you don't really do anything with the end of the episode. Um, again, unless I missed something or I, I didn't notice something properly or I missed the theme. Um. Yeah, it didn't didn't work for me. Didn't work for me at all. And Nicole Kidman, brilliant actress, absolutely brilliant actress, but 
that one didn't work, I, I think. And just the actual quality of the episode, just, nah, not not very good, I thought. So, uh, anyway, so go back to episode one. Um, so, the woman who disappears, this is clearly about racism. And about, you can say, either black people or women not being seen. Uh, especially when she's in a boardroom with egotistical white men. And she's trying to pitch her um, her project that she was doing. Um and they're just they they decide to pitch something completely different. Um, so this is the the episode is called the woman who disappears, and she slowly disappears throughout the episode. And um, this obviously happens during a scene where they're trying to pitch a like VR game or something to this woman, and she answers a question, and then there's like a big confusion within the dialogue, obviously because you realise she's disappeared. Um, and then obviously it goes to, uh, you know, a party and stuff, and they're like, hey, can you, you know, let's do this VR experience, and everything, um, and then she goes there, people can't see her, she kind of gets used to it, she almost gets run over at one point, um, and then the episode ends, or not really ends, the episode has the scene, the flashback scene, um, with her, uh, dad getting arrested, and she was kind of like pushed and shoved as a kid, by these aggressive policemen. Obviously there's a lot of police brutality in America. Um, like a ridiculous amount. Well, not not even police brutality. Police murder you could you could argue in America. Because I've, I've seen some stuff. I, I, I've seen some, some videos. Um, it's just the thing with us here in the UK. There's not even really that much police around. Um, so well not that I see anyway. So, uh, But that was an a impactful episode. Uh, obviously, the theme there is, I, I would argue, racism and not being seen. Um, which, unfortunately, you know, with the treatment of both women and or black people, um, is unfortunately still a thing today. And it shouldn't be. You know, black people and women, or everybody, should be listened to. But obviously, um, there are people that are listened to less, such as black women and uh, well, black people and women. Um, and it's time that we started listening to those those particular types of people a lot more. This episode highlights that. And, uh, yeah, the, you can see the frustration coming through with the character. Obviously, mechanically, it worked differently. It wasn't the characters ignoring her. It was because she disappeared. She went invisible. Um, they set it up pretty well throughout the episode, though. You know, with the whole photo thing that goes on. And they're like, hey, we need a photo ID thing of you. And it's like, oh, it didn't really work. Um, that's where she starts, I guess, disappearing. Um, so, yeah, that was a very, very good episode. That's one of the better ones here, I guess. So that was a very, very good one. Um, episode three, because I've already talked about episode two. Uh, so number three is a woman who sits on a shelf. I have a mechanical question about this episode. And it's not a, a, a complaint, it's more of an observational nitpick. Where was this woman going to toilet? Because, sure, she gets delivered food, she probably gets dresses and stuff handed to her because she was changing outfits throughout the episode. And judging by when she gets off the shelf, she clearly hasn't walked for a long time. And there's a three-year time jump at one point, and then there's also a one-year time jump at the end. But where was this woman going to toilet? Because, um, yeah, you're going to be doing that every day, a few times a day. 
And given that she was up there for a couple of weeks, couple of months, and then it turns out a couple of years. Yeah, how how, how did that exactly work? I just I just wonder because they showed how she could kind of do everything else, but um, so this I suppose what would the theme be here? Um, not allowing a woman to live her own life, I suppose. Um, telling a woman what to do. Um, or I guess a trophy wife, like hey, my wife, she look you know what like when you look at trophies on a cabinet, that's just what. She was to her husband. Uh, by the way, good to see uh, the actor who plays Jin from Lost. That was good to see. Or he was good to see in the episode. Um, yeah, because he talks her into this thing of like, hey, you can just quit your modelling job. You don't like it anyway. And then when I sit at my desk across the room, I can look at you for inspiration. And then like, didn't specify how long she would be doing that for. Um... And then she ends up doing it for years. And then the husband kind of just walks off. Isn't bothered anymore. Um, And then you don't see him for the rest of the episode. But it was particularly telling wasn't it. When. So he's like you know a bit uncomfortable in his chair and stuff. Obviously she's probably uncomfortable where she is. Because she's been sitting in the same place for a long time. And then he decides I'm going to turn my desk around. So that I can get a better view of the lights. But it's like okay your idea was I'm going to put my wife on a shelf so I can look at how pretty she is. And yes, your wife is very pretty. That doesn't mean you're supposed to put her on a shelf. Uh, obviously, Betty Gilpin. Um, but, yeah, that was about, you know, I guess a woman trying to live her own life. Um, and I, I almost didn't get what they were going for at the end of the episode, because obviously she has this, you know, triumphant scene. She gets down, she, you know, starts stretching her muscles, literally. Um, I thought it was quite funny when she got that racket of tennis balls and she just threw them all over the court. That was pretty funny. Um, does that, opens up her own makeup shop because this woman's like, oh, you're really good at applying, I think she said foundation or something. I don't really know women's makeup, but that's what she said. And then she decides to put herself on a shelf to be the greeting person for her own shop. And then we don't see her get down off the shelf. But I think she realises to herself all the theme there again is you 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 should you should be the one that's um the, not not the one that's like put on the shelf to look pretty you should be the one that's like you're in you know you're intelligent you're able to talk about like all this makeup and stuff you're very good at you know telling people what makeup is good so i think the idea there at the end was like no you should get down off the shelf and like engage with these people and talk to them and stuff um, I thought that was, and then although we didn't see her get off the shelf at the end of the episode, I thought that was quite good. So I I enjoyed that episode. Um, but again, where did she go to the toilet? Because I don't know how that worked. Uh, episode four: the woman who found um, bite marks on her skin. Most of this episode worked for me. Um, obviously, the episode is about motherhood and about stress and stress eating you alive. I thought that was really, really good. I think the husband, uh, played by the guy who played Nick from New Girl. I've seen him in a few other things. I can't think of his name right now, but he was in that episode. Um, he plays the dad, of course. Um, yeah, the very phrase, because the, the phrase really just fits the whole episode, which is, you know, obviously she almost died from a, um, was it hemorrhage, I think it was called? Um, from... Um, giving birth and stuff 
Um, and yeah, starts noticing little marks, bite marks, and then a tooth possibly comes out of her hand, uh, and then she sees another support group for women. Um, but I liked the not in a it was nice, but I liked in a you know storytelling sense this idea that you'd have another women's group, like a women's support group, and obviously some women maybe don't like the idea of that, but like they've all got scars, you know. They've all got stress, probably for different reasons and whatnot. Um, so I thought that was actually a very good end to the episode. Where the episode got a little bit messy was the 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 the, the kind of the inconsistency with the husband, possibly. I thought, um, yeah, like I thought the 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 material that the um, wife gets to work with was good. I just for for some reason when she was having uh, other than the last scene they have together, which is in the hospital room where he's talking about like your stress is eating you alive, and obviously the women's support group and stuff. The other scenes like where they're not sure because you've got that so you basically got like a sort of okay who's got what priorities, you know who's looking after the kids. Okay, you were slightly late for taking the call because you were at a meeting. But you need to go to work because you need to put food on the table. And that that's where some of the dialogue got slightly messy for me. Was those scenes where they're arguing between one another about who's got what priorities and why. Um, that didn't quite work for me. But the rest of the episode, the, the actual specific content focused on the mother's stress. And the woman's, uh, the, the mother's group and everything. I thought was actually really good. So there was that episode. Um, I suppose I, I touched upon the, um, with episode 5, I touched upon the, um, uh, bold kind of scene. But, um, to me, the episode 5 is about domestic abuse. Um, of, like, you know, thinking you've got something good, and then the guy takes a turn, uh, and actually attacks the woman. Uh, when he's not getting his way, he won't really listen to reason. And I suppose there's a bit of an element in there about... Because um, he does... The, the duck does warn uh, Merritt Weaver's character throughout the episode of like... Hey, I'm not a narcissist, but I I, I am an arsehole. Like, I am going to do things that an arsehole would do. And she kind of went with the flow a little bit. Um, and was like, okay, you're an arse, but it's kind of being played in a fun way. You know, haha, you do, you know, stupid things now and again. Like, poo all over the, the apartment. Um, and then obviously things take a turn, and then you get the guy, uh, the, uh, the animal keeper person, um, who comes in and kind of tries very hard to get this woman to go on a date with her, but, um, he backs off when he needs to, he wasn't too forceful, he was just trying his very best to get her on a date, um, but yeah, it ended pretty well there. And then I think the epi- end of the episode supposed to indicate, like, just her freedom, I suppose. So, that was good. Um, episode 6, like I said, one of my favourite ones. Um, this is the Alison Brie one. Uh, obviously the theme and the message here is, well, violence against women. You know, where women can unfortunately uh, have been getting, like, attacked and stuff. Um, or mur- murdering women and, and, and that sort of stuff. C- crimes against women is what I'm trying to sort of say. Um, so that's kind of the theme and the message here. And 
I suppose there's a bit of a message in here about like, okay, these detectives, these cops, they're not bad at their job. They're just not really able to see the evidence in their best way. But then they've got their own problems getting in the way of the situation. Like one of the main cops that she finds attractive, who was quite attractive, um, has like got his own alcohol issues and his issues with his ex and stuff like that. And although the the other the other detective is supposed to be like slightly better. He's losing focus because of like his partner's not all quite there with his work and stuff. So you've got that going on. Um, mechanically, I thought this was the best episode, just in terms of like what could Alison Bree's character touch, and she tries to like get in the car, and then she just kind of moves in the door and, and and sits in the chair. I thought that was quite good. Um, especially when she's able to start touching stuff, like she's able to push the guy. And uh, she thinks that her friend has murdered her. And she starts doing this like poltergeist type stuff. She knocks like a mug out of her hand and everything. But um. Yeah I suppose there's obviously other themes in here as well. Where like. Hey young guys. Be good to women. You know. They, they reveal this kind of like. Either Reddit or Discord-esque sort of. Message board thing. Um, and they're saying all kinds of nasty things. And she realizes, realizes okay it's this guy. And the way that he's gotten himself involved in that group and stuff. And obviously these guys think it's okay to, you know, be, well, literally murderous towards women. Because that's what this guy has done. Um, yeah, it's it, it's a message about, hey, men, let's, let's not even treat women better. Let, let's not murder, you know, women and just let's not see them as just sex objects you know women are people and everything um which again going back to the kind of racism discussion is unfortunately something that some men do need to hear about which is you know let's be nicer to women let's be you know more fair to women stop murdering them um and that kind of stuff so uh, that was a that was a very good episode. I actually thought that episode had some. I thought Alison Brie did some very good comedy in that episode. That was probably the one I laughed at the most. Not obviously nothing to do with the murder stuff, but her like when she's trying to talk to people and she's she's interacting with, well, not interacting with the other people, but she's responding to what's going on and that kind of stuff. Um, I thought Alison Brie did some very good little comedy bits in there. So that was probably the one that I laughed at the most, um, just because of her acting in 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 different parts. So that was a good episode. Uh, episode 7, The Woman Who Returned Her Husband. Um, I suppose that you could say... I guess episode 8 doesn't have any. Does episode 8 have anything supernatural? It doesn't, does it? Because um, episode 7... Like... Okay, returning your husbands... That's some... Um, like, you know... It's not supernatural... Or like a fictional kind of thing. So I guess episode episode 7 and episode 8. Don't have anything strictly like. Supernatural going on in them. I can't think of anything in episode 8 that does that. That's a pretty normal like western story. Um, yeah I guess that they don't really. Yeah. Um, anyway uh, episode 7. Um, is about marriages isn't it. And like. 
you know, your husband turned out to be, you know, he's gotten a bit too comfortable in his marriage. He's not not been, you know, respecting his wife and that kind of stuff. He's gotten too comfortable in his marriage. Um, so she decides to trade him in, <laughs> I guess. Uh, she has to pick another guy and she meets a younger, more attractive man who's, well, assumingly probably better at sex, given by what happens with that. Um, but doesn't click with him, and he says, you remind me of my mum. Uh, some women might like that, some might not. She does not. Um, so she returns him. And, uh, they end up kind of, I guess it's a way of looking at, like, okay, instead of exchanging you, like, in the end, instead of exchanging you, we can both talk about the journeys that we went on with different partners, because obviously the, the, the husband starts going out with um the neighbor uh and then the wife kind of loses her way a little bit the house starts getting a bit messy uh and then they realize that they both needed to kind of tweak things and change a little bit and then they kind of go off together which is quite nice so that was a pretty good episode as well yeah uh but that was the theme of that one uh that was a quite good episode and then episode 8 the last one that we've got to um is about two young women uh, one of who is supposed to be portrayed as like a prim and proper woman, I suppose, who like, you know, doesn't drink and that kind of stuff. Uh, the other one who's got a bit more of a difficult life and her dad gets shot. She goes on a revenge mission and then gets her friend to come with her. Uh, well, her friend convinces her to go with her, doesn't she? Um, and then decides like, no, this guy's kind of damaged and broken and he's got like a broken... Um, relationship with his own wife and I think his daughter as well so no I'm not going to kill this guy I'm going to let him sort of like deal with his own stuff um, I thought that was a good a good turn in the episode um, so yeah that one was probably the most simple episode but I did kind of like the western stuff it was a bit different um, so that was a pretty good one I did feel at certain points in the episode, in the eighth episode, some of the characters were a little bit stale. At, at, at a couple of points, maybe. Um, but yeah, it, it got to its point and it, and it told its point with the episode, so that was pretty good and uh, a nice kind of like sunset way to finish the uh, season as well. So yeah, overall, I like some of these more than the other ones. Episode two didn't work for me at all. If I was going to rank these episodes. Um, not in terms of importance, but in terms of which ones I enjoyed the most. I would probably put episode 6 at the top, the Alison Brie one, because it's got some good messages. It's the funniest one. Um, and I think Alison Brie maybe does the best job in those episodes. Um, then I would go with episode... Uh, five, so the duck one with Merritt Weaver again because the episode was quite bold. I, I I liked that aspect. I thought that was good. Then I would go with episodes one and then four. Then episode three. Seven, eight, and two. So that's from all of that rankings from best to worst. So that again would be best one, episode six, second best episode, number five, 
then I would go with number one, then number four, then number three, then seven, eight, and two. Those would be my rankings for those episodes. Again, not in terms of importance, but in terms of just general quality and overall enjoyment of the episodes. So there we go. Uh, that's roughly my coverage for the episodes. Um, I remember seeing a trailer come out for this. And I thought, okay, I'm going to watch this show. And again, Apple TV Plus have continued to have a very good track record with TV shows. So I trusted that the episodes would be good. And I thought, like, okay, if these come out weekly, I can maybe do, like... Because I, I, I guessed, kind of, from the episodes that they wouldn't be, like, an hour long or something. That they would be shorter episodes. Some t- anthologies usually work that way. Um, I thought, like, okay, maybe I could do, like, weekly coverage of this on, like, our TV talk episode. But then they all just got released at once. So, I'm just doing this as a, as a season review, I suppose. So, there we go. Anyway, um... Let me know what you thought of these episodes. Which one stood out to you? Did you get more than I did from episode two? Uh, what did you think of some of the other messages and themes in the other episodes? Um, which one did you think was the best? Um, what did you think of the boldness of episode? Which one was it? Five? Uh, with the Merritt Weaver stuff. What did you think of that? And would you like to see another season? Maybe you thought this whole thing was terrible. Maybe you thought it was phenomenal. Um, but uh, yeah, what did you think of the episode? Let me know. And uh, we'll go from there. But you can do that by letting me know uh, by sending a message to matthewentertainmenttalk.org, Twitter eTalkUK, there's a contact page and information in your show notes. So let me know what you think. Uh, there's also an email box in the uh, website version episode that you can use. Sorry, the website version of the episode that you can use. You can put your things in there and send me a message that way. And there's also a clickable email name in your show notes as well. So that's that. Thanks very much for listening. Um, and uh, if you want to find more of our content in the meantime, you can find all of it, of course, on entertainmenttalk.org or podcast platforms by searching for Entertainment Talk. Um, you can also, uh, so TV, games, films, and main art podcasts, so take a look out for all of those. Uh, you can also tell other people about what we're doing and where they can find it, either by just telling them or by um, using social media. So use that and share the podcast around, that type of stuff. Uh, you can also um, support us through Patreon, $1, $3 level tiers, add free podcast review options. Take a look at that as well if you'd like to. Uh, for your TV and your film news, if you want to know if, when and whatever happens to Raw itself uh, or any other Apple TV Plus shows or just your general TV and film news, David's got you covered over on geektown.co.uk and Geek Town Radio. Uh, Geek Town Radio episodes come out on Tuesdays, so you can have a look out for those. Uh, Bex is still streaming quite regularly over on Twitch and she's also posting stuff um, regularly on Instagram and Twitter. You can find her across all those platforms by searching for Trista, B-Y-T-E-S. Go and have a look for her over on those places. You can also follow me on Twitch as well at eTalkUK for my different gaming streams. Uh, Twitch hasn't worked the last time, a couple of times I've tried to use it so I'll be back soon with some more streams. But if you've missed those, all the uh, game clips, I put an absolute ton of them over on the YouTube channel the other day. Uh, there's loads of them over there. You can find those over on YouTube, which is called Entertainment Talk Plays. Thanks very much for listening, and I'll see you next time. Goodbye.